Hello and welcome to episode 2 of College Football Conversation on Thursday, October 4th. I'm your host, Michael Scott. We have a jam-packed show for you guys, uh, including picks and our hot seat report. Uh, so let's get to let's get to it. Introduce our co-host, of course. All right, we got Zach Markley. What's up, Zach? All right, how are you doing? Good. And we got Billy Gibson. Hey, what's up, Mike? Oh, ready for week six of college football. All right, so let's get to it, Zach. Let's get our conversation starters out of the way. Yeah, that's what I think too. I think I think they will show up. Uh, basically, as bad as it is to say, Nick Saban is the god of college football coaching. Um, and I think Zach, you actually posted on Facebook. You know, when Nick Saban speaks, everybody listens. Um, I think that's what you posted. Uh, yeah, I mean it's true. I think they'll show up. I, I don't know, but I also heard this point. Maybe. It's kind of weird that students maybe, you know, they're winning too much or, you know, maybe they know they're not playing quality opponents or they're too good for the opponents, but maybe the fans are just bored. I don't know if that makes sense or not, but maybe they're just bored. You know, they don't really – they haven't really played anybody except Texas A&M. That was at home. Um, you know, obviously SEC games, uh, well, they got Auburn. They really the big SEC game they got at home is Auburn. That's really about it. The Mississippi State, I don't think they'll do anything, but um, but I think I think they'll show up. Um, it's just uh, I think they're bored. I think students are bored with it, and, and I think that's really the only reason they haven't showed up like they do. But they're about the only school. I mean, I, I listened on an ESPN podcast, and 
they were talking like every school uh, has students that aren't showing up and attending the games. But if you look at Penn State just last week, 110,000, I think that was like their second highest uh, attendance record, you know, of all time. So you can't say it's every school, but uh, I'm sure it's a trend. All right, Billy, what's your conversation starter? to agree with Zach here maybe I think the most perfect they've had Oregon State was pretty good Um, but against a quality opponent as Penn State or the TCU game if you really look at it Oregon State's not good Rutgers is not good Tulane's not really good so if you take the TCU game and you take the Penn State game if you look at the second half of the TCU game and the second half of the Penn State game they put you know a full game together I Obviously, no team is really perfect. Um, even Alabama, their defense isn't good. They're not a perfect team either. Um, but I think if you look at the second half of the TCU, second half of the PC, Penn State game, uh, I think it wasn't perfect, but uh, was a lot better than, uh, you know, you can't really look at Oregon State, Rutgers, Tulane. They just – they aren't a team, you know. Once you get into, like, Mich- Michigan State and then the Michigan game, that's when you got to play some pretty close to perfect ball. All right, my story is referring back to actually both of them, Nick Saban and Urban Meyer. Um, US to, USA Today released their uh, coaches' pay. I don't know if you guys seen that. Um, Urban Meyer, or, uh, Nick Saban is eight point three million, um, and Meyer is seven point six million. He's number two. Um, and I guess the question we're asking is. Football coaches in college making too much money. Oh, 
looks like Michigan's Jim Harbaugh made 7.5. Texas A&M, Jimbo Fisher, 7.5. And Gus Malzahn from Auburn made 6.7. That's the top five. All right, what do you got, Billy? out that all right so we're gonna move on to the hot seat um i ask you guys to kind of look at the power five what coaches you think might be on the hot seat for each conference we'll start in the acc zach that's where we're going to start I got um, actually two down. Um, we both, you both referred to them. Um, the main one I had down was UNC, um, Larry Fedora. Um, his buyout though is crazy. The buyout for his contract is fourteen million dollars. If they were to get rid of him, um, he's been annihilated by Miami uh, last year. I think um, he three and nine. He's four and twelve after the two thousand sixteen season. Um, I also had Paul Johnson from Georgia Tech. Um, I read where he'd have to go four and three over the next seven games to avoid um, his third under 500 season since 2016. All right, uh, Big 12, Zach.
Billy. Yeah, uh, Bill Snyder, they, I was listening, and uh, they said that he wants his son to uh, take over the team when he retires, and I don't think Kansas State wants to let that happen. Um, mine for the Big 12 is actually kind of iffy. Uh, he had a win over Oklahoma State, which kind of looked good. Um, but mine was kind of Bill Snyder for a little bit, and I figured you guys would go with him. So I went with Cliff Kingsbury from Texas Tech. Um, I mean, he just doesn't win. There's not a lot of research behind it. I just wanted to pick a guy. Um, but uh, he was on the hot seat last year and uh, ended up finishing out the season, kind of staying around. Um, but I think Cliff Kingsbury will, uh, if he doesn't straighten it up and get good quality wins, I don't think he's going to stay there long. All right, the Big Ten.
actually going a different direction here. Um, I have two, two. Um, I actually went with Illinois, Lovey Smith. Um, he has a 7-21 and 21 overall record. I guess you expect him to be bad, though, but um, Lovey Smith, I think they need to move on there, um, former Bears coach. I also have DJ Durkin from Maryland um, uh, with the off-field drama and that kid dying. Uh, I, don't, I don't think Maryland's going to keep him around after the end of the season. Just too much off-the-field stuff. Um, just like we thought about Urban Meyer. You know, a lot of people thought about Urban Meyer. Um, the off-the-field stuff, they don't play around about it. All right, we'll move on to the Pac-12, Zach. my pick there at Clay Helton. Um, I just think the wheels have fell off the wagon there at uh, USC. I mean, he's a good guy if you watch him on TV, but, uh, you know, like you said, the USC is kind of like a Nebraska and, you know, those other schools, a legendary program when it comes to football. And they expect to win football games, and they have a huge fan base, and alum, uh, the alums are huge, so – I think he, he has to win. Uh, his seat's a little hot right now. So, 
I, I was going to go Chip Kelly because of what he did at Oregon. Um, and you expect him to go in and turn a program around and win, you know, 10 games a year. Um, but UCLA doesn't have what he got at Oregon. And so that's why I didn't put him on the list. And I'm not one for the one and done either. So, um, all right, we'll move on to the SEC conference. Don't say Dan Mullen. their coach Derek Mason um, I think he's 21 and 33 overall and uh, 6 and 27 in conference play um, he's never won more than six games I think he's been there five seasons something like that um, he's been to one bowl game in all oh, four years this is his fifth season uh, four years he's been to one bowl game um, James Franklin um, he was always like a nine game winner um, went to three bowls in his three years there. So, Vandy's not like a big legendary program, but, um, you know, they st- still want to win games 21 and 33. Six and tw- he's only won six conference games in four years. I know the SEC is a little bit, you know, harder. They beat up on you a little more, but only three. Hey, thanks for listening to College Football Conversation. We appreciate you taking the time to listen to our podcast. We're trying to make our podcast more available by getting onto iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. But for now, you can listen to our podcasts on Spreaker, YouTube, and each one of our Facebook pages. I'd also like to give a shout out to our new sponsor, JB3Moto. Monday's show will have an advertisement for our great new sponsor. 
Thanks for listening, and enjoy the rest of the show. Over, under. All right, so we'll move on to the over, underdog segment. Um, basically, we're not looking for the outright win necessarily. We're looking at the uh, total points over, under. Um, so what we'll do is I'll look at uh, – I'll go first. I'm looking at the Kentucky-Texas A&M game. Texas A&M is actually a six-point favorite at home in this game, which I'm surprised about. Uh, the over-under is 50-and-a-half. I think I'm going to lock in the over. I'm going to say that they're going to score combined over 50-and-a-half. Uh, I think the two offense – got to think, uh, you know, 28-25 is over 50. I think way more points is going to be scored than that. Um, I think it's going to be in the 30s and 40s, somewhere around in there. So I'm locking in my pick, Kentucky, Texas A&M. Uh, I'm going the over 50 and a half. Zach. Is that your pick? Yep. Okay. All right, Billy, you got one? So you're locking in Kansas, West Virginia under 61 and a half. I think I'll I'll take I'll take over on that. I'm a I think I think West Virginia can get and no, they're not gonna get that. Huh? The they can get forty themselves, I think, yeah, in this game. Yeah, Kansas this is one of the best This is one of the best Kansas teams in a in a bit though. Yeah, this is the best. Okay, Billy, what's your game? Oh, you're picking a big game. Too. I'm gonna take the under on that. I think I think Notre Dame will score 30, but I think 
It'll be close. I think maybe. Oh, it'll be close. I think it'll be about 45, I think, total. Something like that. All right. Now we're going to get to the best part of the show. We're going to go ahead and make our picks and predictions. Our, well, we're going to dub this as Thursday, Thursday Selections for Saturday. Uh, we also have a new sponsor, so um, they don't have an advertisement for them yet. So this segment is going to be brought to you by JB3Moto. Um, first pick is going to be uh, the Marietta game. They went 4-0 for the first time since 1923. This is where I went to school. Uh, they're playing Heidelberg. This is a Division Three game. Uh, what do you got, Zach? Yeah, the uh, I played in the conference. Uh, the OACs like the SEC of Division Three. I mean, anybody in that conference can beat anybody any day of the uh, week. Um, I'm obviously going Marietta here. Um, it's awesome to see them go uh, five and zero. You know, four and zero. First time since 1923. I think they're going to go five and zero. Heidelberg's always tough. Big, big guys, big team. Um, but I'm picking Marietta. Uh, next game is Utah State BYU. Um, what's your take on that one? to uh, BYU, we got to remember they they beat Wisconsin at Wisconsin, so you know they're a pretty good team. Like you said, uh, that uh, they usually have they usually have a pretty good quarterback every year. I mean, not a NFL first round guy, but they always got a pretty good quarterback. Um, 
So we move on to Boston College, which is four and one at number twenty-three, NC State. What we got there? Uh, the running back, yeah, AJ Dillon. Point on AJ Dillon real quick. He is a game time decision for Boston College. Finley, he's a pretty good quarterback for NC State. Uh, looking at his stats, like just a few, uh, 105 one, for 153. Uh, he has 1,300 yards passing and eight touchdowns already. Um, A.J. Dillon, he is he's a good running back too. Um, but I got to go with NC State at home. They're a five-and-a-half point favorite. Um, but I'm going to take NC State at home. Uh, they're actually a pretty good-looking team. Um, so I got them at home. Uh, next we'll move on, Arizona State. Herm Edwards, three and two versus four and zero Colorado. I get to be the uh, one that breaks our trend. I'm going with Arizona State in this game. Uh, if you look at Colorado's schedule, uh, let me pull that up real quick. Uh, Colorado State, yeah. They, I mean, they beat their opponents pretty bad. Um, they let Nebraska kind of back in the game, um, but had them beat solidly. Um, they beat New Hampshire, and they beat UCLA. I think this is actually kind of their little bit of a test. Um, it is at home, um, and of course, it's hard to play in Colorado any sport. Um, you know, they may be looking ahead to the USC game, uh, Colorado. I think they're gonna let it slip a little bit. I got Arizona State in this one, close game. Um, Colorado's two and a half. 
point favorite, but I'm taking uh, Arizona State and Herm Edwards in this one um, by maybe less than seven. Uh, you know, no more than seven points, I don't think. Uh, all right, uh, rivalry game, Florida State three and two, um, going down to Miami four and one. The battle for the, I think it's the Seminole Canoe or something like that. Uh, Florida State and Miami. either of these teams, of course. Um, I think I was, I've been back and forth about this game. This is kind of one I've been – I don't really know. Because um, really you can pick either one and the other one's going to win. Miami's the favorite in the game at home almost by two touchdowns. Um, I always like to go with the underdog in a rivalry game. So I'm taking Florida State in this one. Close game, like you said – Midfield goal, maybe less. Uh, but I'm taking Florida State in this one. Uh, next game, we'll go to the Pac-12. Uh, Utah, which was kind of my pick to win the Pac-12 for a little bit. Um, they're going to uh, Palo Alto to play Stanford, which is 4-1. Stanford too, right? Okay, just want to make sure. Uh, real quick, Bryce Love's status is questionable for uh, the game. 
Um, I think I think Stanford's going to win this one pretty handily. I don't I don't think there's going to be really a problem. Um, they're a five and a half point favorite at home. I'm taking Stanford. All right, the next game is uh, Zach is your Wolverines Maryland um, versus number fifteen Michigan. And that number one defense. Yeah, and, and I think I think our defense, Michigan's defense, will be the big difference in this game. Uh, we're worried about this game with the success Maryland's had, you know, against Texas in the opening week. But I just think we're in front seven to find a way to win this game. I do look forward to be close. But no means with the Michigan offense, I look forward to be a shootout. Um, I do look. Yeah, I got Michigan big. Uh, I got them by like 20, 25 points. I, Maryland, I, it's just it's hard to play there. Um, I do think supposedly there's supposed to be some wind um, in Michigan, uh, so it makes it a little harder to throw the ball. I think uh, Higdon's going to run all over the place. Shea Patterson. I think I think eventually they're going to change something up with they're going to Harbaugh's going to realize that Shea Patterson needs to run the ball a little bit more and. I think uh, I think Michigan uh, will win this one pretty good though by 20, 20 plus I think. Uh, all right, we'll move on to the rivals. There uh, we're gonna go to Indiana, uh, four and one at Columbus, Ohio State number three. They're five and zero. Oh. Yeah, opening week, yep. I got Ohio State, but not big. I think, I think, I think it's going to be one of those games that let Indiana just hang around. They won't, you know, Ohio State will be dominant, but I think they'll just hang around. I think it'll only be maybe three touchdowns, something like that. Not a huge blowout, but uh, I, I think Ohio State's going to have a slow start again. I just, they look slow um, getting started. Uh, I think they'll have a slow start. Indiana's going to score some points. Uh, I think 
uh, that Richard Lego guy, I think, or Lego or whatever his name is, I think he still uh, is the quarterback in Indiana. They'll score points, but um, Ohio State will end up with the win. Uh, all right, we got Kansas two and three at uh, number nine West Virginia. What do we think about that game? I do have West Virginia winning uh, as well. But uh, not big. Like, it'll be 30s. I mean, it'll be by 30, I think. But Kansas is a lot better than we've ever seen, um, defensively even. But uh, Will Greer is just – I mean, he's my guy to win the Heisman. Uh, I think I think West Virginia will win by 30 or 40 here. Uh, all right, we'll move on to a pretty good game. It's kind of off the radar. Number 13, Kentucky. At Texas A and M. me confused for a minute. I actually wrote down Kentucky. I thought you were going to go with Kentucky there for a second. You had me, you had me, you had me confused. <laughs> All right, Billy. I think this is going to be uh, – that was actually my over-underdogs game. Um, I picked um, the over 15-and-a-half. I, uh, I think it's going to be a shootout. I think Texas A&M is front, and their defense is going to stop Benny Snell Jr., um, which means Kellen Mond or uh, the, Terry, the Terry guy, the quarterback from Kentucky. I think he'll have to throw the ball around a little bit. Now, Kellen Mond's going to throw the ball for Texas A&M. I think it's going to be in a shootout, you know, Somewhere 
you know, 40-something to 40-something. It'll be a close game. I got like 48-45, somewhere around in there. Um, but I've got Kentucky winning this one. Um, all right, we got number eight, Auburn, 4-1, and one, going to Starkville uh, to play Mississippi State and the Cowbells uh, that are 3-2. and two. Jarrett Stidham, Sidham. Um, you know, he's looked good. He's looked bad. He's looked good. Um, I'm actually taking the upset. I'm taking Mississippi State and the Cowbell on this one. Um, I, I just don't know. I don't know about Auburn. I don't think anybody knows about Auburn. Um, I don't really know. We don't really know if they're a good team, if they're a playoff contender. Um, you know, I think we showed that, you know, LSU was for real by beating them. But I don't. I'm just not sold on Auburn. I think they're going to go down there and get upset by Mississippi State. All right, we got. Yeah, that's yeah. That's ex- that's exactly. It. Yeah, I completely agree. Uh. I don't know, but Tom Brady just threw a touchdown pass. Um, I just seen the score. Uh, number four, Clemson, five and zero versus Wake Forest could be maybe a trap game for Clemson. What we got there? Clemson. Uh, I think Wake Forest will throw the ball around. They're going to score some points, um, but in the end, I th- they said Trevor Lawrence will probably be back. Um, but in the end, I think I think Clemson's just defense is too tough, um, and then they're all you know their offense scores score points. It's it's going to be kind of a shootout, I think, because Wake Forest can throw the ball around. Uh, their quarterback uh, Sam Hartman uh, has 1185 yards and 10 touchdowns this year. Uh, I, th- I think they'll throw the ball around. I think Clemson by maybe the line, which is uh, their 20-point favorite, probably around 14 to 21 points, two to three touchdowns, uh, I think will be the win. 
Uh, okay, we got the Red River Shootout, I call it, because Big 12, uh, 90 points a game. Um, number 19, Texas, 4-1 and one against Oklahoma, which is 5-0. and oh. uh, It's at the Cotton Bowl, obviously. Uh, what we got there? Yeah, I got, I got, I agree with Zach here. I'm going with the upset on Texas. I like to take the uh, underdog. It's only they're only a seven point underdog. Um, Texas is. Uh, I've got Texas. I think Tom Herman. Their defense. I think their defense has an advantage over Oklahoma. Their de- if you match up their defenses, I think Texas has the better defense in Oklahoma. Oklahoma's got the slight edge on offense. Uh, that Kyler Murray, he is. He's got uh, 1,400 yards, almost 1,500 yards, and 17 touchdowns. Um, I think that'll be the difference. But I think Texas is going to come up with a big turnover. Uh, they're going to get the, they're going to make the seven-point line. I think they're going to win by a touchdown, maybe less. Um, so I've got Texas in this game. Uh, next, number five, LSU, five and zero, oh, 22, uh, number versus number 22, Florida at the Swamp. Uh, Florida's four and one, coming off that thirteen seven or thirteen six win over uh, Mississippi State. What we got there?
Facebook, uh, well, yeah, Florida, blah, blah, blah. I'm taking LSU. I'm surprising you all. I'm taking LSU. Um, they're going to – unfortunately, LSU is going to spoil Tim Tebow's ring of honor cer- ceremony. LSU just – their defense is is, is going to bring pressure on Philippe Franks. Uh, he's, he's inconsistent, like Zach said, inconsistent. Uh, I think LSU is going to get some key turnovers. And then offensively for LSU, they got Joe Burrow, who isn't the greatest passer. Uh, he's 70 for 30, 131. I mean, not the greatest passer, but he makes plays when they're needed. Um, Nick Brosette, he's a good running back. Uh, and then he's got the receiver, Justin Jefferson. Uh, I think I think LSU's just going to be just a little too much. It's going to be a, a slugfest, I think, one of them SEC slugfests. Uh, I've got LSU by a little bit, by maybe 10 points. Uh all right, we'll move on to supposedly the game of the week here. Uh, number six, Notre Dame, 5-0 and versus number 24, Virginia Tech, 3-1 and at uh, Lane Stadium in Blacksburg. Yeah, Been, uh, I've been torn about this game. This is another one that's kind of – I've been back and forth about. Um, I don't know. But like you said, Lane Stadium is crazy to play there at night. You know, the inner Sandman is probably one of the top five entrances. Uh, probably probably second to Clemson if you've ever watched their entrance. It's crazy. Um, uh, I, I don't know. Uh, we don't know about Notre Dame, I don't think. Ian Book's a good quarterback. Um, they got Tony Jones Jr. running the ball, um, but I'm I'm going with the underdog at home night game in Virginia Tech. Hard to beat them. I'm going with Virginia Tech underdog as well. It's a se- Notre Dame's a seven point favorite. So, uh, but I'm it'll be close. I think it's gonna be kind of like thirties. I think they're gonna score thirties, um, but it'll be it'll be a close game. I think. Uh, if we didn't if we didn't notice uh, Alabama got no 
air time for our pick section. No, no air time. Uh, just in case. Huh? Oh yeah, give a little shout out. Cincinnati. I think that American Conference, I think the American Conference is kind of good. There's some teams that aren't good. Cincinnati's 5-0. Um, South Florida's 4-0. Uh, UCF obviously has been good. Memphis is always pretty good. The American Conference is pretty good. Houston's 3-1. They're losing right now 10-7. Um, but, the, yeah, the American Conference is usually pretty good. Uh, back to – I know I don't want to give Alabama too much credit because, you know. But uh, I'm looking at the game. There's a Razorback Stadium obviously in Arkansas, they have 3,525 tickets as low as $6 to go watch that game. $6. Whereas you... Who? Yeah, they play this week. Playing Southern Methodist this year, this week. segment we'll do here is going for two it's just extra extra if you have any extra comments or any final points you want to put in Zach you got any final points for tonight Yep, week six already. You got anything, Billy? 
He was supposed to not. Yeah, you could tell. things um first off uh the lsu florida game since we're all we're going to talk about each of our favorite teams um i guess uh tim tebow had high praise for uh, uh joe burrow um and he also um has spent time with franks so uh tebow's gonna you know he's got a lot of, you know into this game uh the ring of honor ceremony i think florida's gonna try to go out and compete um because you know, Tebow's such a huge inspiration there at Florida. Um, just following the Florida program for a long time. Um, my other point, we can uh, discuss this real quick. Should uh, strong, like, uh, you know, the Ohio States, the Michigans, Clemsons, Alabama, um, the Georgia, uh, you know, I'm trying to think of some other ones. Uh, you know, even, let me think of somebody else that, Maybe Auburn, you know, bigger schools, Notre Dame. Should the strong Power Five conference schools, you know, the top of the class guys, like I said, the Michigans, the Ohio States, Clemson's, Alabama, uh, Georgia, should they be held to a higher standard, and should they play a, a stronger non-conference schedule, um, like Alabama? We can we can argue that Alabama has, you know, being in the top four, they played the weakest non-conference schedule. You can't really control what's in your conference. Um, but when it comes to non-conference, they've played the weakest non-conference uh, schedule. Uh, what do we think about that? Yeah, I, I would definitely agree with that. Um, you know, with Bama playing weaker, not a strong competition. Uh, and, and I think Really a good warm up game, I think. And I think when teams 
Yeah, here's... Here's their, here's their schedule. They played Louisville at a neutral site. Um, obviously, Louisville is nothing. Um, beat them 51-14. Played Arkansas State 57-7. At Ole Miss, we thought eh, Ole Miss could be good. They're not good. Um, 62-7. Texas A&M was really their only test, and they beat them 45-23, which Texas A&M didn't really have a good game against them. Um, and uh, Tag- Tunga Valoa had a heck of a game, threw for 387, I think, or, yeah, 387. Then they played uh, Louisiana Lafayette. Arkansas, who they got this week, not a very good team. Missouri can throw the ball around, their school some, score some points, still not really a test. Then they got at Tennessee – not a test. Uh, we've seen what Florida did to Tennessee. Six turnovers, just ugly. Uh, then they go to Baton Rouge for LSU, so that might be their only test of the year. Um, Auburn, of course, we know how that game goes usually. Um, Auburn seems the only seems to be the only one that can really figure out how to beat Alabama in the regular season here lately. Um, yeah, so – uh, I I just think that non-conference they need to get some if especially when your conference is down, uh, the SEC has been down compared to years past. Um, you know during the maybe the Tebow era that you know 2005 2006 you know the SEC has been down. Um, the Big Ten was down for a while. I think if your conference is going to be down, you need to schedule stronger non-conference teams to kind of balance it out a little bit. Like Alabama, they don't really play a hard conference schedule. And they don't really play a hard non-conference schedule, and they kind of skate by through this. I'm not saying they're not good, because uh, Alabama's a good team. I'm just saying, um, you know, I think they need to. We do really need to see what they're made of before conference play. Any final com- comments? I don't have any. All right. Billy? Uh, I'm hoping that this week I think hopefully we have two Ohio teams undefeated. Well, three. Hopefully we have three that we're, we're familiar with. Okay. All right. Well, I think, I think that'll tie it up here. Um, you guys have a good night. And that ends the show for tonight. Um, Be sure to stay tuned uh, every Monday and Thursday. um, We'll do. uh, We'll be back Monday with back to school, and uh, I hope you guys listen. We're we're trying to get big. We're trying to get on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud. Um, Like.
like I mentioned earlier, we already have a sponsor. Um, so just keep listening. Uh, download our uh, podcast. We're also on Spreaker. Um, just uh, keep listening to us. We're trying to make us think as big as we can get it. Uh, everybody have a good night and tune in Monday. Be sure to watch good college football this week. <laughs>